Hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEEI. It's a Full Tang Tuesday night program. If you miss any of the show, you can uh, subscribe, download the podcast, The Rich Keefe Show, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You can watch the show on Twitch, and you can follow the program on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. What do you got? Matt from Lulenberg on yes. the Twitch chat says, Tier Tuesday, rank Andy's favorite orifices. We could do, on like a slow night, we'll do orifices. We'll do, we'll do a tier on that. If you were the serial killer, which orifice would you start with with the great stuff? Ears. Really? Yeah. Both or one at a time? Uh, both. I would start one at a time. No, both. Deep pull rich, Freddy's dead with the Q-tip in the ear. Oh, terrible. Brutal scene. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, tough to look at. Sounds painful. Tough to watch. Sure is. See, I don't think great stuff would be painful. What? I don't think it would be that painful. The yeah, if you like overloaded your ear with like whatever well, that stuff the pressure is. could come out. It's just going to turn into foam, and you'd have a blocked ear. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's going it to start to explore, and then I mean, yeah. your brain shut the whole thing now, down. You'd be done. Some of them would be painful. Yeah. I would imagine. Below the belt. <laughs> Great. Right. He's always towing the line. He you got to watch is. it with this guy. You sure do. You sure do. It's not. We got to wait till like 9 o'clock for that. You can't do this. Is that still, really a thing? Yeah, Safe Harbor. Or after is it 10? I thought it was after 9 10. or 10. Because I thought, that, thought that's why the last hour of Raw used to be like scantily clad. I think the whole every hour of Raw was for a while. No, there was a there was an uptick. Oh, they really? Absolutely. Yeah. Like when Sable just had like the hand prints, I remember that. I'm pretty sure that was the yeah. last hour of Raw for a reason. <laughs> Became a man that day. 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, after 10. 10 p.m. Wait, but we go yeah. off at 10. So I when know. can I say naughty things? Save it for your podcast. Six Fitz, rings, you'll be yeah. sad. You guys cuss on there? Occasionally. Yeah. Naturally. Not forced. No, I would hope not. Yeah, we're not big into the four. Oh, we're on podcasts. So we can say F yeah. you and F this. No. no. But every once in a while, we let it slip out. Oh, I like it. When you get emotional, and this sure. team causes emotion This sometimes. team will cause some emotion. That was like right before the game started. And because uh, I wasn't, I was like doing other things. So I wasn't following like the inactives like on Twitter and sitting down a couple minutes before the game, they put up this graphic and Tracy Wolfson's like, Mac Jones has been benched the last two games, and today Malik Cunningham is his backup. Bailey Zappi is the emergency third, yeah. and no Will Greer. So we had started to hear rumblings late last week that, hey, Malik Cunningham, actually there might be a little something there. Malik Cunningham, yeah. might uh, they might have something planned. Then he gets activated off the practice squad. But then in pregame, you see him catching like kickoffs and punts, mm. and he's your backup quarterback. So if Mac Jones got hurt or if Mac Jones played horribly, it would have been Malik Cunningham? Who'd had minimal practice reps at quarterback because on Tuesday of last week, Bill O'Brien said Malik Cunningham's coming along, but that his only quarterback reps had been for Taysom Hill on the scout team a week earlier. He's been a wide receiver, and we know he was basically a wide receiver throughout the summer. Remember, they crammed for him to get on that Houston game. We noticed it like all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like two days before the game, all of a sudden he was getting late practice quarterback reps, and we're like, what's going on here? And then he ended up playing, and he had that drive, Yeah. and Trey Nixon screwed him by not catching that ball because we really would have had Malik mania. I actually wondered, because we also, the other tidbit you left out was the crap sheet report earlier in the day on Sunday that Mac was going to be on a, quote, short leash. No, he was not. So wait a minute. <laughs> so his backup Spo- quarterback. Spoiler alert. He was not. His backup quarterback doesn't even practice quarterback in practice. He hasn't really been a quarterback since he left the Louisville campus. Right. And he's on Which a short leash. Which he spent leash. six years at. <laughs> a lot of honing of the skills Dr. there. Dr. Cunningham. 
I don't think he's a doctor. Well, he should be. He was, a, he t- he was there a long time. Dr. Wildcat. <laughs> he should be. So none of it made any sense. No, because the point is, yeah, as soon as we saw that, I was like, Mac Jones isn't coming out. He can't. He cannot. People were getting mad at me. After he, he threw that hideous pick, I was he like, wasn't coming out. well, that's a bad decision, sort of like what's gotten him benched in previous weeks, but you can't pull him. You can't put Cunningham in for an entire second half. No. He is not ready to run the operation, to run the plays, anything. Is it? The, the dis- I wondered if they didn't know the rule. I'll be honest with you. I wondered if they didn't know the rule oh somehow. Oh, my God. Like, somehow they were like, wait, Maybe. what? Wait, what? What would you say about that? I feel Why like- can't Zappy play? <laughs> that makes no a- sense, there- sir. There's That's a-, a terrible rule. Throughout this season and the last few seasons, there's been a lot of real questionable decisions. This one was reckless. And and it didn't really come to fruition. No, it did But it could have. Oh, for sure. Well, not only could it have, like, Mac Jones last year got hurt. So this isn't Tom Brady who had, like, one injury or right. one Injury to cost him games. This is Juan Soto who never misses games. Stay tuned. We may talk about that later. Yeah, we will get to Juan Soto. But Mac Jones missed games last year due to injury. He got benched in consecutive games Mm -hmm. this year because you'd seen enough and the team was getting blown out. And the team mouthpiece says he's on a short leash. And then in in comes practice squad wide receiver. Like, wait a minute. Malik Cunningham, or so I was led to believe, would only be the backup quarterback if Bailey Zappi and Will Greer both got hurt in practice because it's the only time they play, or like a freak injury. Like, and even then, even then, you sign somebody else, a trade, books back, or some one of these guys. So as soon as I saw that that Malik Cunningham was there, like, so how after those two games do you suddenly have that much faith in Mac Jones? I was really, really confused. That's why I think they screwed it up. I don't think it was right. Because the because rule being Max is this. So for people who don't know the rule, what's the rule? So the they made Bailey Zappi the emergency third quarterback. Therefore, for him to play, the first two have to be hurt. And once he plays, they can't reenter the game. <laughs> so it made no sense. If Bailey Zappi was the backup last week, do you think he gets into the game? No, because I don't think it spiraled out of control. It didn't get that bad. They were never no. down 30 points. No. Yeah. But it was going, it took a step in that direction on that interception. He tucked the ball, ran a full sprint to the sideline, then was like, oh, Henry's open? I'll untuck and make a terrible throw over his head to the guy behind him. Yeah, I don't think... I I was never asking for a full game of Malik Cunningham, but I was asking for mixing him in because why not? The offense has looked so bad for the whole season. Sure, a mix-in. Mix-in, but not Not 30 minutes against Max Crosby. Yeah, because that was the other report, too, was they have so many injuries. Like, normally you have the inactives, and it's like half injured guys, half, you know, healthy scratches. Now it's like all injured guys. They're just... So you need bodies to play. So they're like, maybe Malik Cunningham's going to have to wait a week. Not only did he not wait a week, he was legit the backup quarterback. I was was flummoxed. This could have gone horribly wrong yeah and if you recall i believe I, I always go back to this i believe call bill belichick called it irresponsible the way the colts handled it yep. when manning got hurt definitely did this would have been irresponsible to throw yeah. malik cunningham for, for tom brady got hurt on the first drive correct uh so oh, you could yeah, have yeah, matt yeah, yeah, jones yeah. could have yeah. torn his acl on the first drive and malik cunningham could have had to play a whole game 58 minutes of a game, yeah. having not practiced almost at all since he left Louisville at yeah. the quarterback position. No, how they've bungled. How is that not irresponsible? <laughs> it's wildly irresponsible. That is driving a million miles an hour without a seatbelt. Yeah. And then saying, damnedest thing happened. I got thrown from the car when I hit a speedboat. Or with your head out the window like in the right. movie Hereditary. The, I just, we've spent Why so much time. Are on, we the only ones that have really talked about this? Because I haven't heard a lot of how irresponsible it was to have it set up this way because it didn't play out. No, because, like, w- what happened to me was, like, I was so flabbergasted. I was, like, speechless when I saw it on Sunday, and then all of a sudden the game starts, and they're down quick, and you're like, 
all right, now we can just focus on how the team sucks and right. kind of like forget about that for a minute. And then you see Cunningham come in for three total plays, and he said Mac wasn't very good, but he wasn't so bad, and it was like a whole thing. And they didn't even have the ball. Like the first half, they didn't even have the ball anyway. Right. So it wasn't really – it kind of was out of sight, out of mind. But it easily could have become a major factor. And I just think Mac Jones has had, you know, 90% of the attention has been on him. But how they've gone about the – backup quarterback all season long is crazy. The Whoa. number of guys that have been in and out, starting in camp, starting they in the had season. none for a while. They, they cut them all. They cut them all. Yeah. So they hate Bailey Zappi. This is just another example of them hating Bailey Zappi so much. He's now the emergency third guy. The whole Matt Corral thing, I don't know if that's on him, the team, both. I don't know what happened there. Seems like a him thing. Probably. Trace McSorley, like, what was even the point? Just because he knows Bill O'Brien, they bring him yeah. in and he was useless. Bad. Ian Book, whatever, here and gone. Uh, and maybe Malik Cunningham, but like if he's doing all this wide receiver stuff, like what is what Don't is happening? Will now? Greer, and now Will Greer. But how long does it take you to kind of figure out what's going on here? Like Will Greer is still like still not ready to well, be. A I backup? think you could. There's been a lot of people who believe that Bill devalues certain things. I mean, I think he's shown you he devalues the quarterback position. But he also he when, doesn't give a rat's katukus. When he first traded Jimmy Garoppolo, he said. Uh, yeah, they had the best QB room. For like three years, we had the best QB room or whatever. Yeah. And it was Brady. I mean, you know, you have the best Pretty sure you, me, and Brady in the same yeah. room would have been the best QB room. If you, but, like, say with Mahomes. If we joined yeah. Mahomes, we would too. But he was kind of right in a sense where for three years in a row there, they had three guys that ended up starting a lot of games in the NFL, two Winning guys that games, went to Super Bowls, absolutely. the whole thing. Whereas now it's like, oh, my God, you don't like any of these guys. You don't want to build around any of these guys. You don't want to play any of these guys. You're, you don't really... They don't seem to like any of them. And this is where I think people that say Bill has lost his way, Bill doesn't know modern football. Like, So he doesn't care about quarterback, and he doesn't care about wide receivers. Well, everybody else is paying those people like combined $75 million, 50 for their QB and 25 for their QB. Those are the two receiver. most important positions. It, it, is, it is curious, dubious, curious. Yeah. quizzical. Scary, well, what alarming. Po- what position do you think he does care about besides special teams? Like, which is hilarious. Is it D-tackle? Christian Barmore had a couple of nice batted passes. Oh, save it for 9 o'clock. <laughs> save. Again, 9 o'clock every Tuesday, we're going to do a positive Patriots segment the best we can. But I don't even know what positions he values because of special what, I know special teams. Teams. No, it, like, legit no, I mean, you're teams. rolling your eyes at me, but he drafted no, a that's kicker the and a punter. Yeah. He has the highest paid no, long snapper. He signed Chris Board because he saw Chris Board on Lions tape last year and called him the best player in the NFL or whatever the hell he called him. <laughs> it is. I know. it's All right. Let's take that out because I agree with you. It is special teams, which is wild because I even brag. Take asked, that out is no. the way the NFL is trying to do with special teams. I asked Belichick like seven years ago. I was like, is special teams still a third of the game? And he said. No. Oh, yeah, no. He even recognized that yeah. it was a no. He's a, he's understood that for 20 years. But the moves don't really no. line up with makes that. makes no sense. And so at one point, we talk about this a lot, but at one point he valued guard, and he invested a lot of money in guards, mm-hmm. and he dressed a first-round pick in guards. But then, like, how are guards more important than tackles? And, like, what are you doing at tackle? Like, how are the tackles so bad? And You know I, what he is? He's cheap. Yeah. Like, I firmly believe that. People want to say Robert is cheap and Robert won't spend money. I think Bill, you think it's a bill controls like, money. And I do this in my personal Is it to life. make him look smarter? Is that what it is? No, no, no. Like, hey, I, I, I won with Juju no, Smith-Schuster? No, no, no okay. I don't believe. I think he, he has a weird, okay. um, he's an economics guy from Wesleyan. I don't know if it's an economics thing or it's inherent. Like, I don't know how you are. But, like, 
Sometimes do you buy things that you know aren't as good because they're cheaper? I'm, and you know, yeah. like, when you buy it, it's probably a bad idea, but you're not willing to buy the expensive yeah. thing. Now, I don't make $25 million, and I don't have a billion-dollar uh, I understand, but sometimes boss, but yeah. we are who we are. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like... So he's buying, um, what is it, Mountain Lightning instead of Mountain Dew? Yes. <laughs> and then he's like, this tastes funny. Yeah, no kidding. You, funny. Ta- you bought the wrong one. <laughs> Or you go yeah. to like those like discount stores and buy a hose, and then it leaks, and you're like, "Why is this leaking?" Yeah, I don't know because yeah. you paid eight ninety nine for what should be a fifty dollar uh, hose. I know that's why it's leaking. But then it's like, but every once in a while he snaps out of that and does buy the really nice item, and so like, don't I. Like Steph Gilmore, yeah, and then that works. I do that every once in a while. But why? I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Because I think that's what more. cheap people do. But they so, save and they save and they save and they learn and they learn and they learn. Mistake, mistake, mistake. And they're like, finally saving, bad. But like in this scenario, and I appreciate the real life analogy, but I think in this scenario, let's just say you're like with this team, we have X number of real dollars to spend. Yeah, you still can when you have the rookie quarterback. You can really spend at other spots, mm-hmm. right? These other teams have to get a little bit more creative because they got a $45 million quarterback. You don't have that here. So how do you not have more invested into wide receivers? Or you just – because there are some – like, he trades for Randy Moss. He signs Antonio Brown after he's, like, threatening to fight the GM. And, like, he clearly recognizes those guys as elite talent. But then he's also the same guy that's bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker. Like, I don't get it. Well, he falls in love with guys. That's definitely a thing. Uh-huh. And you and I know something about that. We do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So oh, he's a human no being. Doubt. He's a sports guy in that area where yep. he fall. He has his guys. Have a good game against the Pats, and he might sign yep. you. Yep. But like Chad Ochocinco, A.B. Parker maybe against Gilmore, mm, like certain things. He falls in love yeah. and then makes those mistakes. All right, let's go to uh, Alex in Cambridge on this quarterback situation. Alex, what do you got? Okay, so Zappi... Everybody says Zappi had a lousy game against Chicago last year. The defense had a lousy game against Chicago. Zappi actually brought him back. And then the second half, he played lousy. Then after that, Zappi has won two professional games with, you know, Patricia as the uh, uh, offensive coordinator. So, Zappi, you know, Zappi's on uh, their bad list, okay? And I don't understand why. Because he's not very good. Well, he wasn't. He was. Be, he's been better than uh, Mac Jones last year and this year. I mean, that, well, I mean, not this. Well, year. last year for sure, Alex. I'll give you last year. Thanks for the call. And I'm I'm with you overall. Just like what the hell happened to Zappy, and how did he fall so out of favor? How did he not make a year two improvement? Why did they hate him so much? Why did they cut him? Why do they then bring him back? Why is he the backup and playing in two games, and then the next week he's the emergency third? Like, is he? I, I don't know, like, why not give him a chance? Like, your your starter is, like, begging to be pulled based on how he's been playing, and you won't even go with this guy. But apparently he's good enough to keep on the roster still. Well, you don't have any other options, and that gets back to the mismanagement. I thought Zappi was horrific against the Saints in the second half when he played. His he was. throws were terrible. And he had an opportunity there. Like, as bad as it was, and it was just, you know, play out the string kind of a game. Well, you hit a couple of throws, yeah. you build a little momentum, and now you got a real debate on who's the quarterback. Especially now, yeah. with like people questioning Bill Belichick regularly. Yeah, if he lights it up against the Saints in the second half, yeah, you created a thing. Zappy Fever is back. People are, but he was terrible. He was as bad or, or worse than Mac. Now the caller had the order of operations a little bit mixed up. Like the Chicago game ended Bailey Zappy basically. It did, which is 
strange because Bailey Zappi had a couple of good games, then he yeah. had a good half, and it was like as exciting as it was, as exciting as last season was, was Zappi coming in because we were so crazy. Like, oh, he's benching Mac Jones. Zappi leads two touchdown drives, and then he fell apart, and then it was like, oh, you suck. Whereas Mac Jones has multiple instances where he sucks, and everyone's like, I'll see you next week, bud. Well, first round pick. There that's is. is. That's no, the reality in sports. Yeah. And I would also argue you also have to include Mac's rookie year. Where there were some good things, there were yeah. some capable things. There were We're getting further and further away from it. Oh, uh, yes, a hundred percent. And I also, you know, this I include the the training camp. Zappy was, yeah, was good bad. as a rookie in training, but not camp. this year. This year, I thought yeah. he was really bad. I thought he. There were times where he was as bad as McSorley. Ugh. I thought they all kind of lifted Mac up by being so bad. Like, well, know, that's another. That's the main reason why Mac's still starting, in my opinion, is just nobody else they have any kind of faith in at all. This uh, is, is still on the table if you want to uh, jump aboard, 617-779-7937. And one of the questions we're going to go through, uh, pros and cons to firing Bill Belichick in season. What? That's right, pros and cons. There's two sides to that argument. Uh, do you want to fire him now? Do you think that's insane? We're going to get into all that. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Awaken 180. The Bruins continue to get ready for their first road trip out west of the season. Coach Jim Montgomery shuffled the lines to have Matthew Potra centering Brad Marchand and Morgan Geeky, while Jake DeBrust joined Pavel Zaka and David Pasternak. The Bees are 2-0 right now, but they're working on the offense ahead of their Thursday night game against the Sharks. The Celtics have their second-to-last preseason game tonight. They'll host the Knicks at the TD Garden. Tip-off in just about... 15 minutes at 7.30. The Celtics regular season basketball begins one week from tomorrow. The Patriots were back on the practice field today. They continue to get ready for Bills Mafia to come to town on Sunday. Quite a few players were not spotted. Those players include Juju Smith-Schuster, Ramondre Stevenson, Trent Brown, Hunter Henry, Jonathan Jones, Devon Godchow, Josh Uche, and Keon White. Pop Douglas was back after missing all of last week, and Jack Jones was back on the field for the first time since August. And the Cowboys beat the Chargers last night during Monday Night Football, 20-17. to The Cowboys are now 4-2, whereas the Chargers drop to 2-3. Awaken 180 weight loss. Learn how Awaken 180 has a 98% customer satisfaction rating. Proven results when you choose the solution for weight loss. It's Andy's favorite weight loss. That's Awaken 180. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. Keep show on WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Are you ready? Oh, yes. Track one of the first corn album, self titled. Love this song. This is one of the all time greatest songs of all time. This is oh, what they come out to. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty good. What? Hearts glazed over. It doesn't sound like country. This is going to be on the soundtrack to your horror movie. It's oh, like, yeah, you do yeah. need this. <laughs> Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, horror movies have some good yeah. soundtracks. Rob Zombie? Yeah. Absolutely. The, this is not Rob Zombie. No, no, no. You no, can no. have I'm just Rob saying Zombie. Rob Zombie. You can get him to direct your Didn't movie, he too. Go from, yeah, he went into horror movies. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very good. See. If you missed it earlier in the program, I'll have to clip this and put it out at Rich Keefe Show. Or don't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? Or don't. I was just being honest. I was. 
mentioning how on Friday we asked for horror movie recommendations and we got a ton of them. And then Andy Hart goes, oh, I have one. And then he started telling what sh- he thinks should be a horror movie. Is his yeah. pitch. It's not a pitch meeting, for God's sake. Why? Uh, I'm an idea man. All right, so you have some ideas on uh, Bill Belichick's future. And two, three weeks ago, it was crazy to suggest he would lose his job in season. Then a week goes by, and you're like, I still don't think it's going to happen, but it's not crazy. Two weeks go by, and you're like, all right, maybe not uh, definitely going to happen, but like, all right, the way this is trending, it might. He's moving up the uh, odds. He's still like plus 2,000. But I think he was plus ten thousand, maybe at the beginning of the year, something in that. Uh, so pros grab it and, now while you still got the juice. Pros and cons to uh, firing Bill Belichick in season. Well, the you want to start pros? Let's go pros. Okay, what's the pro to that? So the the pro is the what's always the pro, like a change of culture, like this team is starting wondering. like his like, own words against so, them, but even. Just the jump start, the okay. one or two week jump start where people are miserable coming to work. They think it's same old, same old week. There is no start over. Yeah, yeah start over on Sunday, and then we got to Wednesday, and you said you weren't making any changes. So what's different kind of feeling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Groundhog Day. They're stuck yeah, in it. They're yeah. mired in it. It mm-hmm. removes immediately, inherently, I don't care who it is, the change in boss, the change in coach changes the energy the culture everything in any building anywhere yeah no that is true and i also think as a pro it is all right robert Kraft is being really hands-on with this he is as upset as the fans are about this and he's making a change because if they get to the end of the season there's still no guarantee that they do even move on from him right because we don't know what his contract is right and that's a big question in all this and does he have three years at $75 million left on the deal? Is it two at 50? Is it one at 25? Is this the last year of his deal? We have no clue. Does he work for free? Does he, does he just love the game so much? But like, we don't know. And so just the thought that he could come back again next year. So you do it now, and you're like, all right, Robert Kraft wants to win at all costs, even if it is sort of embarrassing, a legend, like an all-time great coach. Like I, I still, even now, feel weird talking about how bad he's gotten because like for 20 years it was like belichick like right. oh, Bel- belichick so much better than anybody else that anybody has and now these last four years you're like all right those years still happen like they existed and that's great and he's gonna go right into the hall of fame and like his, his resume is pretty impressive but these last four years for varying or for different reasons have been a struggle and now the team on the field is as bad as it's ever been yeah. Under Bill. Uh, yeah. As a Patriots fan. Oh, but also yeah, yeah, in it, consideration of as bad as it's been in lifetimes, people's lifetimes. Yeah, for sure. You're going back to Dick McPherson days. You're yeah, because we're talking about it with Fitzy, too, is like even in some of those like uh, early mid-90s, not 91, 92, but like after that, you're like, all right, the team's not great, but Drew Bledsoe's the number one overall pick, and Bill Parcells is here, so yeah. things are going to turn around. Absolutely. Like, so you had hope really from 93 until now. Yeah, so you are going time. back yeah. 30 Years. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are listening, driving, right. whatever, that are like, no, I don't That couldn't have been. No, I think this is how it was. One of the cons I have to it. Wow, is, right to the cons. Where well, the pros right, so, so, so pro, so just to sum up the pros, do you have more pros? Um, No, because I, I think it's, it's like all a, in one. It, yeah, it's like a shock to the system. It's, it's probably Robert Kraft, like, really proving, like, all right, he's not going to just let Bill call the shots, like, all the, even his own. And maybe like, you time. get more out of everyone. Like, if Bill Perhaps. goes... Everybody should be walking on eggshells. Devontae oh, yeah. Parker, Who's Bill O'Brien, safe? Gerard Mayo, Matt Groh, 
You all should be working 25 hours a day. Yeah. You should not. You should be eating better if you're a player. You don't stop for fast food. Mm-hmm. You're like, that might hurt, man. Yeah. And if they're getting rid of Bill, if they're getting rid of the goat, yeah. then I, I could be gone too. So everybody would be... Right. Um, I think motivated or scared or <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, sometimes both. Yeah, sometimes you're scared and you become motivated. Uh, I do think one of the cons is, and and you know, some people listening probably are saying, "Who cares?" to this, and others are saying, or are waiting for us to bring it up. He is, in my opinion, the greatest coach of all time. And do you want to? Do you want to do him that way? Like, do you want to? Do you want to say, "All right, you are now going to end your Patriots career." mid-season when you're one and five, one and seven in all likelihood in a couple of weeks, you're going to pull the plug on this guy now after all he's done for the franchise, like that kind of thing? Like, should that even mean anything in modern sports? Uh, yes. Okay. I mean, it should. I don't know if it does or it does I think everywhere. for some people it does yeah. and some people it doesn't. So I, I think that gets into the risk-reward. Like, I think you want Bill Belichick to have Bill Belichick day someday, Correct. Yes. You want to sure. feel like he's always going to be a part of the family. Yeah, oh yeah. That he's going to be wheeled out when he's 99 right. in a wheelchair to celebrate with Tom Brady. Like, you want that. But he should, might tell you to go F yourself if you fire him midseason. He might, but Bill Belichick He holds also, grudges. I know for a fact. <laughs> I know you do. But Bill Belichick also told a lot of players that they were done before they wanted to be done. And those guys have all had days celebrated here. Some, All of them? Not yet. Has anyone held a grudge? That's a great question. It's well, a great Ty example. Law, who I love and is on the morning show. Yeah, but he didn't really hold a grudge, even when they were going at it. But Ty Law was mad he at called him. called him a liar and walked in the next day and said, what's up, Bill? True. You don't remember that quote? No, I remember he lies what's to his family. Bill? Yeah. And then how, how, <laughs> what was the first thing you said to Bill after you signed your contract? What's up, Bill? because Ty Law's the coolest person in exactly. the world. So Has that... anyone? Had, Adam Logan Butler. Mankins came back, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They've all come back, I think. But Logan Mankins didn't love him. No, but right? my point is, has there anybody... So my concern would be, I'm alienating Bill Belichick from the history books portion of the franchise, of his life, of the next five years, ten years, but twenty like, years. He literally... He and Parcells yeah. went a long time with a cold you know. No, shoulder. I know. And I respect the hell out of that. Anybody who can hold a grudge, God bless but you. But I don't want that. Like, I, at, uh, if I'm running the Patriots... I don't want to have a weird Bill Belichick day that doesn't include Bill Belichick because he refuses I to show up. But you, right, and that, but do you think the, that's legitimate? Uh, he oh, holds a grudge. Yeah, I know he does. But because he, we does, don't even know why he bends the microphone down. But he know we know he's doing it for a reason. <laughs> he's a, done it for twenty years. He's obnoxious. doing it for a reason. He's like, sticking hey, it to what somebody. About COVID. Don't touch the microphone. Like, no. But so you're not going to make a move because the guy holds a grudge because. Yeah, because I'm this, ruining the legacy in our organization, not his legacy. He's still going to be a goat. I'm ruining the potential legacy of us kumbayaing Kraft, yeah. Belichick, and Brady. You know, around, making s'mores outside the fire pit. All right, let me let me sort of follow up question to that. Let's say he has two years left on his deal, and in his mind, he's just going to coach out those two years. Then you get to this off season, and you're like, we we would like to go in another way. Isn't he just as pissed? Maybe not as pissed as the in-season embarrassment, but he's probably pretty pissed, and he might tell you to stick it when it's Bill Belichick. Hey, Potentially. Spin Easy. the microphone. Easy. <laughs> um, and, and there's also financials in there. Like, yeah. whether he wants to be, you know, maybe he's thinking it's running its course, but if he has $50 million left, $50 million is a lot of money. That's a ton of money. That's not like, yeah, it's not yeah I'll just give that up. I'll, I'll resign. Text line is saying Asante Samuel has not been back. He's He That's holds true. a grudge. That is true. He, he does not like Bill. But like Randy Moss, I don't think, was super high on Bill when he left. When he, got tra- he also got traded no, in the season. All, but then every they all, player, I feel like, 
Men's gets over defense, it. gets over, over it. They joke. They they smile. They come back for their little chat. Bill and, probably doesn't know. Even Seymour. Seymour wasn't great when he left. No, none of them were. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So could you let Bill go knowing time heals all wounds? He'll be mad for six months. He'll be mad. But what, by the time we call him to either get his red jacket, to get yeah. his statue, to get his day. To, That's the thing. Could Bill be... Could he be mad at Kraft, but also say, well, it is Bill Belichick day. I'm getting a red jacket. It's just going to be all my former players talking about how great I am. Like, maybe I will show Actually, up Actually, they kind of crap on him when they get in those situations. Yeah, but that's because it's not, like, his day. Like, he's just up there because he's also going right. to talk about, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Kevin Falk or Troy Brown. But, like, can you imagine when it's Bill Belichick day? There's going to yeah. be a thousand players up there talking about him. Yeah. I think but there will the be. other part is, what if you're considering... My idea. Are we doing that now? Are we doing that at all? Go ahead. <laughs> you're on too many shows and podcasts, and so, you don't know what. So this I is your idea. I stumbled into an idea in the taping of the Six Rings podcast today. Please yep. download it, listen to the show in its entirety. Fitzy and I, we give grades from the yep. Raiders game, and then we went into a what now kind of nice. topic. Listen to it at ten o'clock. Stay sure. with us. Ten right o'clock. Now. Stay with us and for then, now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good for like the commute tomorrow. Whatever. I do Bible. You'd listen to Six Rings. <laughs> Same thing. Um, so we were just talking and talking about Mayo. And it just kind of jumped into my head stupidly because I think Devin McCourty is a really impressive guy. Yeah, and he's doing I, a great job in the media. And that's adding to the impressive nature of he seems to be able to do everything. Yep. He goes to the state house and convinces them for social justice measures. Mm-hmm. He goes into the locker room and talks to idiots next to him that are like, no offense, but dumb players that I've seen. And he can like he he can meet people on every level. Yeah. Robert Kraft, the governor, his idiot teammate, whoever. Right. And I was just joking one of the two or three best teams in football right now, in terms of roster and talent, plays in San Francisco. What is their general manager? What is he? Yeah. Oh, John Lynch. And what did he play? He played safety. It just kind of spurred me like, hey, he was a safety, a, t- a really good TV guy. Yeah, yeah. Who what? became a GM. Okay. Okay, good TV guy. Really good. Is a little TV strong. guy. Sorry. Yeah. Well,. <laughs> It's a little strong to call Devin really good like five weeks into his career. Good. I think he's good, but he was always good. Everybody on the thought Romo was good early in his career, career too. I like and he Romo. blows. No, I like Romo. Romo's a, he's a funny guy. He seems like he's having no, a good time. He isn't. I like Romo. He's horrifically bad. No. He's the most overpaid person I don't in know all of sports. I think about his, his income. I'm just saying he is. Okay. I enjoy Let's Tony argue Romo. that later. Tony Put that Romo, in the grab I, bag. Do you like listening to Tony I Romo? I do like Romo. Yeah, I like his analysis. I never argued that either. But Devin McCourty. And Gerard Mayo. We know Gerard Mayo is here already, and Robert Kraft has said Gerard Mayo yeah. is going to be a head coach in the NFL. We hope it's here. That was Robert Kraft's quote. Oh, yeah. So that you have that. He and Devin McCourty were the two guys that were made captains the quickest by Bill Belichick in my career covering the Patriots. Boom. Year two, captains. So he respects them, loves them. A little different. <laughs> uh, respects them, loves them. They both had long careers. They both are part of the family. All right. And if you want to keep Bill Belichick around in sort of a consultant role and a lot, and and come up with a way to ma- find that stop it sorry uh, to uh, find the next era that he would be willing to maybe work with in a consultant yeah. role not just tell you to go f yourself I'm out of here sure. I think Devin McCourty in the front office Gerard Mayo on the sideline which means by the way Devin McCourty went to Rutgers his DB's coach was Steve Belichick and Brian Belichick and their boys. So Bill gets to keep his boys on the coaching staff and has his guys, Mayo and McCourty, running the team, yeah. and he's the consultant from Nantucket, always available via Zoom. <laughs> that is a plan. 
You don't like it? Uh, no, my plan would be I don't want anybody Get on the staff. Get them all the hell out. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anybody on the staff that played for or coached with Bill Belichick. So you have no connection to history. You want no connection yeah. to winning. Well, I got Kraft still. You want no connection to winning. Kraft owns the team. Yeah, he owns it. He oversees it. Yeah, no, I don't. Where well, is Kraft on game day? Because I want some players Where is that are going on game to win. days. Uh, on the sideline, calling plays. No, no, no. Like he should be. He's in the stands <laughs> just like fans. No, no, but it's the same owner. Like, so it's not like, oh, there's no connection. It's like a whole new, like, whole new setup here. Like, you have a guy that has won before, but I don't think you need to keep those guys around. And Devin's never even done that job. And Gerard Mayo's never been a head coach. So? And I also want, I want an offensive I Why guy. not try new things? I want an offensive. Well, you know the new who, thing you know would what, be people that don't know Belichick. You know what, That's Mike, not new things. You That's know, repackaged all things. You know what things. Mike McDaniel had never done until he got to Miami? I don't know. You tell me. Call plays. Does he call plays well? He's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he's talented. Yeah. He was prepared. He right. came from the right system. He learned from the people that he worked for and with. None of Bill's guys Boom! have done Andy it. nailed that None one. None of Bill's guys Why don't have done you go to a thing? commercial break? You I need did. it to recover from this beating. It's not time to go to a commercial. Oh, and sorry. Secondly, I'll keep beating you then. None of Bill's guys have done well as head coaches in other places. So why would I want one Gerard of these guys Mayo's here? Gerard Mayo's not one of Bill's guys. Gerard yeah, Mayo's a man. Gerard Mayo's not a Bill guy? He's a man. Bill drafted him. Man. He played for Bill. How and many other of these assistants work for? There's Optum. a single guy that he has dominated that has been more the boardroom. Great. What does that get you? He has multiple viewpoints of leadership. I don't need and him to dominate the boardroom and finances. All right, well, you just talked about that. You held that against Bill. Bill's a big uh, finance guy. You know, but this is a different. This is high end like a stone. finance, right? No, Gerard Mayo. Actually, don't even know what he did. So. Uh, no, who's to say he had a real job? Probably for a didn't realize this sucks. So he was like, went back like to football. football. Yeah. <laughs> well, he went in the media, right? He worked with Curran for a little, a little bit, bit, and then he jumped back. And I would say he is a very much a Bill guy. So you think that I want to get this on the record, real clear? Yep. You think Devin McCourty and Gerard Mayo are not capable football minds? Nope, I would never uh, say that. I don't felt agree like that's with that. what you were saying. No, I don't. I so think, you don't think they are capable of coaching and running an organization? I think Gerard Mayo maybe could be a good coach. I just don't want any Belichick coaching tree guys taking over because if that fails, that you're going to be like, oh yeah, right, it always fails. So I don't want that here. Let him go do it somewhere else. Oh, Let him try it somewhere new, else. This team like, needs the offensive most guy coaching badly. hires fail. Uh, I like when the numbers. You know how they tell you like, mean, NFL oh, career like, is three years. Like coaching like, careers fail. Like quarterbacks in the draft kind of thing. Yeah, like first round picks. Most of them fail. Yeah, yeah. But like I don't know, buddies of McDaniel and McVay seem to do better, and and Reed do better than buddies of Bill Belichick. Not all of them. No, not, not buddy all of, of Reed them. that More went to freaking Chicago. Who Eberflus? No. Oh, the, Nagy. Yeah. Yeah, not great. He sucked. Okay. Oh, not great. So you pull one guy. What about every Belichick coach? Well, they're not all. Very good. They're all bad. They're Bill O'Brien was decent. Bill O'Brien was fine. Bill O'Brien was fine. also kind of his own man. But I don't. Want and he him. would be my example of Gerard Mayo if you blend the Belichickian way Romeo, with a strong Charlie, personality. McDaniel's well, twice. I, would actually, I personally Patricia, believe Charlie and Romeo are Parcells guys. Mangini. Okay, fine. I think Mangini. Joe Judge. And pa- yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> but that one, I don't. That one never made sense. We knew that would fail the second sure it we did. was announced. Sure, we did. No, and that's why, like, that made no. That was an NFL owner doing something dumb because Bill said, "Hey, here's my guy. You want to hire so, him?" Oh, like in a vacuum, I kind of like Gerard Mayo is the one guy I kind of have pause on that is a Bill Belichick coaching tree guy. However, because this has gone so badly, Vrabel's and, not a Bill guy either. I don't count Vrabel either. He played for Some him. people do, but I don't count him. He never coached for him. I think he, he coached at Ohio State. Right. And then in Houston, he's more of an urban Romeo. He's more of an Urban Meyer guy, yeah, or, a Romeo or like guy. a Romeo guy, yeah. or whatever. I don't, I don't count Vrabel. I guess some do, but I would say he's he is a pretty good coach. Although things aren't going great right now in Tennessee. But oh, why? I didn't have to tell. Him. He doesn't have a quarterback. 
and he traded A.J. Brown. They that fired was, that well, guy. He didn't. Well, no. So Seems when, like that was a divide in the organization. No, I know it was. That's yeah. why they fired Robinson. Yeah. So I, I think Vrabel's pissed about it because yeah. he, he promised Brown they weren't going to trade him. So I'm with you on that. I would just say I really want an offensive guy because this particular offense is so bad. So I want the offensive head coach. I know there are a handful of defensive coaches still in the league that are having some success, and maybe Gerard Mayo will be one of those guys. But I would rather start anew and have a, an offense that you can get excited about. But also, do you even want a coach who is the head of a side of the ball? Like, is Dan Campbell, I mean, I know he's a former tight end So Dan Campbell to me, is the reason why I think... He's just a motivator and a head coach and a a manager, But I think he can honestly thank Matt Patricia for his success because he was such a culture shock to Detroit. Like, he was the opposite. Like, here's a guy that just, like, is so pumped up and is, like, getting everybody all fired up. Like, the motivational speaker thing didn't work in Miami, and then he goes right. to Detroit, and you're like, oh, they love him, they play for him. But that, to me, is kind of like a one-off. I think I do want the – because of what you have, like, you can't get 53 new players. Like, you can't do that. You're going to have some of these guys carried over. I would want an offensive – like, a, like a, a main guy. Because the other problem is if you have a stud offensive coordinator – like Brian Dayball on Buffalo, like you can only hold on to those guys for so long. Right. So you'd rather have him just be the head coach. And I don't know if Mayo would want to be the team's D coordinator. He might say, wait a minute, I'm the head co- I was gonna be, I was promised to be the head coach. So then you might run into right. some issues there. But if he if he was like, Hey, I'll stay and be the defense, I don't have a problem with the defense. If he wants to do that, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I just think Mayo and McCourty, future <laughs> of the Patriots. I'm no, telling you, that's a I pairing. It's a good idea because it's nobody else is talking about it. yes. I like the uniqueness and of it. And it makes sense. They're smart guys. They've worked together. No, and where so you I can, think they yeah. could have a relationship. And I'm, by the way, I don't have people any, criticize. Okay. I, I don't know if anybody has, but I understand Devin McCourty. Like, initially, I'm not saying Devin McCourty makes all the decisions about, like, the roster. Like, if you have the sixth pick in the draft, I'm not. Like, he's going to have to build a personnel department. He's going to have to have faith in yeah. some other guys. You know, Elway was a president with the Broncos. Right, right, right. There were other people making a lot of decisions there. There was one that was from here. I forgot his name. Um, was a like a high in their oh. personnel. Adam something. Okay. Adam. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So I understand McCourty's not going to go from the field to making unilaterally making yeah. the fourth pick in the draft next year. No, I know. But well, so that's also like to me, it's easier to come up. Jason with a- can come with it. <laughs> sure. Like coaching candidates and coordinators, like that's so much easier for me to wrap my head around. Like who's going to take over in the front office? I'm not really sure. Like right. most of the guys I know are already Belichick coaching tree guys, and you don't want any of those. I don't really want any of those guys. So, so who do you want though? John Lynch's guy? Uh, no, I honestly I I don't have Howie a, Roseman's guy. Yeah, I guess he's done a pretty good job. Yeah, maybe. Like, I somebody, mean, who are the best general manager? But you know, personnel department rooms. Well, Seattle. Who's numbered? Maybe you, Seattle. See, I would be open Maybe to Seattle. my guy, Shane Waldron, I, I'd and take whoever the second. number two personnel guy is in Seattle. I don't know who the name is. Yeah, yeah. But whoever there, and you have they the already theory, linked. They yeah. work together. Yeah. They have they coming from a similar spot. Now, that has blown up from a Patriots perspective. Yeah. Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. Oh, they work together. It'll be perfect. It was not perfect. No. It sucked. No, it's horrible. Oh, it's very common. Um, isn't that what Dable did? Didn't Dable bring the number two from Buffalo, I believe? He was oh, the OC. I believe so. Yeah, I forget his name. Assistant GM in yeah, Buffalo. Bring him. Yep. Some warts mixed. are growing on <laughs> the mixed good. results. Yeah, it started good. Now it's going to be a crapper again. I'm just saying. I like it. Toss, don't say it's dumb. Toss it in there. Because at least I have names. You just, just say blow it up and hire people. 
Well, no, I gave you like 10 names. Who? I'll, I'll Shane Waldron. I'll take Ben Johnson. I'll take Lincoln Riley. I'll take Deion Sanders. I'll take uh, Deion Sanders. Anybody who knows is Mike McDaniels. Yeah, why not? I would take that in a heartbeat <laughs> yeah, for just the entertainment I'll value. Be, it great. would fail miserably, but. Yeah. Imagine that interview with uh, Greg and Wiggy every morning. Oh Courtney. My God, that be great. would be great. <laughs> Imagine Wiggy and Deion, Deion Sanders going back and oh, forth. Oh, it'd be the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be the absolute best. All right, we're going to do a quick fantasy brief and your phone calls. I apologize. We didn't get to any there, but we'll get to your calls. 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart here on WEI. WEI, the Rich Keefe Show. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Keith's going to give, give, give you what, what you need to know. Talk about who you got to start, who you got to say, got to let go. When you be like, whoop, whoop, you doing so good, going to win your league. But you got to listen to Rich Keefe and the fantasy breeze. Rich Keefe is playing like John Clayton up inside the huddle. And he's got a intimate knowledge of the fantasy game like he and Matthew Barry like to cuddle. If your team got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. Winston Wolf for this fantasy gauntlet. So pretty pleased with sugar on it. Check out the hook while keep them Keeps on Good, give you the info you desire. Who to claim from the waiver wire? So your lineup game is on fire. Put them on the board. Championship. You're definitely gonna win your league, but you gotta listen to Rich Keith and the Fanta to see. All right, time for the uh, fantasy brief here on the Rich Keefe Show. WEI with Andy Hart. It's a Tuesday night. It means time to get your waiver wire pickups in for week seven, which kicks off on Thursday. I got a uh, four-pack of guys that you could grab out there available in almost And I need all, them all because I lost to Stiz. And Stiz That's is rolling. Right. That's right. Stiz is killing it. You're one fantasy football for Stiz. Five and one. Is that right? That's right. Jeepers. Creepers. Watch out, Mike Giardi. I lost Giardi this week. Oh, I've lost two in a row, and I've fallen from, like, 80% chance to make the playoffs to, like, 50. Oh, that's not good. Not good. Yeah. But a lot of season left. A lot of season. Yeah, that's the problem. I'm yeah. losing. That's, it could be. It was better when I was 4-0, and and there wasn't yeah. a lot of season left. Might want to fire your coach, Andy. I'm cleaning house. <laughs> Everybody's got to go. Yeah. You could hire Devin McCourty. Yeah, I would. Call, call the shots. In your you wouldn't with. hire Devin McCourty? Well, to do what exactly? I would hire him to do virtually anything. Yeah, I think I would, too. Thank you, Stiz. I'd let that I'd let that guy babysit my child. Yes. I thought I you were gonna say something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I thought we were gonna no, indecent okay, proposal no, there. I, I like him too. I'd I mean, let that guy back. I like I like him too. You guys seem to like him quite a bit. I like him. So you're not impressed by him? I am impressed by him. I don't even know what if do he you wants to have do this against job. Devin McCordy. He's killing it right now in the media. Doesn't he want to do this? Or do you think he wants to go? No, I think probably real soon he'll find out, like Gerard Mayo did. Like that doesn't feel the same. Like I want sure. the juice. I want you know, to have a skin in the game, as they say. Real quick, four running backs. Oh, I need a running back. So the Rams. Some bye weeks this week. Rams running back situation is uh, all up in the air. Yeah, that guy. Williams is hurt. Top two guys are hurt right now. Zach Evans. Yeah, that guy. Will probably be the lead back. Is he worth picking up? I'd pick up Zach Evans. Now, I wouldn't expect to have him, like, plug him in the rest of the year. But maybe for the next couple of weeks, you can use Zach Evans. Can I get double-digit points out of him for this week? Yes, I think so. (laughs) Royce, Royce, you know, if you miss out on Zach Evans and you're in a deeper league, Royce Freeman is the guy that is also probably going to be promoted from the practice squad and might get some carries. So those are two guys from the Rams to keep an eye on. Uh, Kareem Hunt from the Browns, I'm surprised, is only owned in like 26% of leagues. Both leagues I'm in, somebody has them. But he had a touchdown last week and got the ball a lot, the most last week than he did all season. And Latavius Murray from the Buffalo Bills, who we will see this Sunday. Damian Harris, scary injury there. Uh, so Latavius Murray, they were who, giving him the ball because I actually had to pick him up last week. He only had three fewer carries than Cook. Yeah, so Murray's kind of no, involved now. There was a now. drive there yeah. where he was getting, and he just missed a touchdown. Yeah, 
So anyway, so those are uh, Evans, Freeman, Hunt, and Murray are guys you could consider uh, picking up tonight if you need a running back. What do you think of this deal that I offered my son real quick? Since <laughs> okay. we're in the fantasy segment? Yeah, we are. I I don't think I should have. I think I should have. Can you renege trades? You can. You can cancel you trades. Can undo. Yeah. So I need a running back for this week, and okay. he has Jameer Gibbs on his bench. And okay. I know he hasn't been great, no, but he I hasn't. feel like he might be due. They drafted him too high. To, oh, well, obviously. That yeah. was obvious the second they did it. And Campbell even However, said something, too, about However you talked yourself into, like, he was like yeah. B. John Robinson. He's not. No. They're not. They even call him like a gadget back or something. Yes. Like, he was the 12th pick in the draft. Um, so I offered him Miles Sanders and Romeo Dobbs. I have depth at receiver okay. for Jameer Gibbs. I don't think it's crazy. I mean, you're still banking on some upside from Gibbs. Yeah, he hasn't really shown it, but I don't know. Dobbs, I don't really expect a whole lot out of him. No, he's been. And Miles Sanders, whatever, not offense. So I don't think, I, I don't think it's that terrible. Okay, I'll lead no, it out yeah. there. This is what happens. Hey, kid, answer the trade. See if he bites. Uh, let's go to Brandon in Boston. He joins us next. Hey, Brandon. Hey, guys. Thank you uh, for taking my phone call. So sure. we know that Bill Belichick is a GM and, slash, you know, slash coach. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would like Bill, you know, to continue coaching. But I would like to bring in John Robbins, um, Robinson um, from the Titans. You know, he was fired from them. But this is a guy that has an eye for talent. I mean, he went to um, the Titans from a 3-13 record from 2005. In 2016, he went 9-7. and seven. Um, he barely missed the playoffs. Then in 2017, he went nine and seven and made the playoffs. And they haven't been to the playoffs since uh, 2008. Um, also, yeah, but he traded uh, he AJ Brown pretty don't well. Don't you think that's um, bad? From his 29 players that he drafted, he drafted two pro ballers, Derrick Henry and Kevin. Um, Hello? Am I still there? Yeah, yes. you're, here, you're here. I'm just saying the AJ Brown trade really rubs me the wrong way. Absolutely. And he and Bill or, can screw up yeah. receivers together yeah. now. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look at his track record, you know, DeMarco Murray, um, Traurig, Ryan Tannehill, all all pro ballers, Julio Jones, Desmond Bang that he trade for. So it seems like this guy has an eye for talent. He knows how to make trades. Um, how you feel about, you know, Robinson coming in? He used to be a scout for the um, Patriots as well. So. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, he was definitely here for a long time. Absolutely. He was here from uh, 02 to 13 in, like, different roles. Like So he spent a lot of time with the Patriots. But they've had some really – no. Questionable drafts. The Titans definitely have. Who was the guy they took a couple of years ago, like the lineman who was like um, mental health and like off the team in less than a year? Yeah, I forget Big his name. Tackle. They, they've had some. They've had some bad ones. Uh, the, the AJ Brown one to me, especially the way the league is going, and you saw how good Philly got right away and how bad Tennessee got right away. I know uh, Mike Vrabel obviously holds it against him. I think he's. Uh, I don't know. I think that one was pretty bad. And Traylon Burks doesn't really drafts. seem like he, Jeffrey Burks Simmons, A.J. Brown, Hooker. Yeah. It was a decent draft. The Corey Davis, Davis, fifth overall. Yeah, not good. Corey not Davis, good. fifth overall is rough. Not good. So I think he was a mixed bag. I don't love the idea. Um, certainly the, the the trade of A.J. Brown has it's terrible. blown up in his face. That was terrible. Yeah. Oh, uh, Isaiah Wilson, I think is who you're thinking Oh, yeah. Of. Isaiah Wilson is the guy. He, played, played, he went like AWOL, basically. Yeah, he played one career game. He was the 29th pick in the draft back in 2020. Yeah, there's some questionable uh I don't know, but at least it's a name. I appreciate uh, Brandon yeah, well, calling in with and, a name. And so. we need those. Yep, we do. We need names. Now, it does not fulfill your – you want start fresh. That's a Patriot guy. That's a Belichick Yeah, I'm a guy. no on that. Yeah. No, I'm just saying I, I at least appreciate, like, ah, anybody. Like, all right, who do you got? So he had somebody. What about Todd McShay? Uh, <laughs> local sure. guy. Yeah, he is. Local guy. And he claims that people are always talking to him about running teams. Went to high school with uh, Danielle Murr. 
Okay, didn't know that. There you go. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, so, in Portnoy. They all went to high school together. Would you Would you take him? Uh, Todd McShay? <laughs> sure. Would you? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I would so. want no part of it. I don't that. think so. Like, not that he's the same guy, but Mike saw Mike didn't work yes, very well. That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. So I would, I would, I'd probably pass Mel Kuyper. <laughs> now you're talking. Now you got a guy. <laughs> all right, two hours down, two hours to go on the Rich Keefe Show with Andy Hart. We've been doing all Patriots for the uh, really for the entire show thus far. So let's take a brief Patriots breather. And uh, Jeff Van Gundy got hired by the Celtics. So we'll mm-hmm. uh, talk about what we make of that coming up next here on WEEI.